0: Welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your Resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm the Resident Spielberg uh,
1: fanatic, Justin Kizong. Um what what
0: hey. Yo. What are we talking about today?
1: Well, Matt, uh, we are talking about a movie about a con artist. I don't know why I'm talking like that today. Know, yeah. <laughs> We're both this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a hot episode. This will be a hot episode. <laughs> These, are <gonna> get <laughs> These are gonna get heated. I already sensed it. You want to know how I sensed it? Okay. This was kind of the, this was the, this was
0: the, I mean, this is the final. Okay. That's cool, well, dog. No, Just jump well. all over the recording equipment. Uh, <sighs> this, I mean, this episode <laughs> is the sort of, this was the the prophecy promise of Ben Buhl Spielberg. Yeah. I haven't really got to yet, but we're getting to it today. Well,
1: I mean, yeah. Here's the funny thing is like, there are a couple of benchmark discussions about Spielberg between you and me that I will remember as like, when we get to them in the show, uh-huh. I'm intrigued to find out what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, first was Close Encounters, in which we actually. thats And that yeah, was We kind yeah. We got it out of the way, and surprisingly, we're more in sync about it. Yeah. Than and even. Than, especially me, it went, I love Close Encounters. Second viewing, like, more recent viewing, not as much as I thought I did. Yeah. Um, which I even fear, like, some Spielberg fanatics going, fuck you for not liking it as much. It's like, sorry. <laughs> but hey, that truth. <laughs> and then. This film, yeah. Um, the film we will be talking about today will be
0: Catch Me If You Can.
1: Yes, from 2002. Right, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Thomas Hanks. Thomas Hanks and uh, Christoph Walken.
0: Christoph R. Walken.
1: Christoph R. Walken. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Okay. Ooh, here we go. Yeah, so let's just crack our necks and. Mm-hmm get going okay and i the reason why i'm acting like this is that uh uh benson if you follow us on twitter which you should at uh, ben, at on, ben steve, on steve yeah uh benson was live tweeting
0: well i mean i wouldn't go that far. I, d- I
1: tweeted like three times you, well yeah but during the film there was one. while i was watching the film yeah so yeah. semi quietly tweeting during the film <laughs> uh benson's <laughs> feelings about the movie and I read it and I'm like I immediately <laughs> replied back on well I guess someone let the cat out of the bag and yeah. how they felt because normally we wait till the day of Yeah. but I can tell that oh you couldn't keep it in <laughs> I couldn't keep it in partly I was really and I was
0: also like I was messaging someone while I was watching the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like I hate this movie and luckily she is the same person and she agreed with me mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't it wasn't enough <laughs> it wasn't enough and I had to let the world know and also you know when, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this is gonna be this, this
1: is <laughs> This, this is, is the big This is the big This is the no, this, is, this is debate time guys yeah. <laughs> More than I feel like Weirdly enough More than E.T. Yeah And I, here's why I feel E.T. is almost universally regarded As a classic For so many people That I felt like Listen I'm not alone on this Yeah
0: <laughs> But also with E.T. Like as much as I do hate E.T. Mm-hmm. And I do hate E.T. Yeah um, I hate E.T. because of Like What I what To me are big major flaws Things that bother me mm-hmm. I recognize there's a lot of good in E.T. Sure I'm going to warn you right now. I do not have that same respect for Catch Me If You Can. Oh, man. <laughs> I will tell you, there are exactly, I don't know how we want to structure this, but there are right. exactly two aspects of Catch Me If You Can that I like. Okay. Two and only two. Okay.
1: Well, well we get three. three. Three? Okay. Um, well, let's, let's do our usual thing. When did you first see this film?
0: Um, not when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. it would have been a couple years ago. Okay. Um, just felt like a movie I should watch because people, everyone says it's so great. Mm-hmm. I watch it and I, I hate to say this cause I said this last week about or last month about minority report as well, yeah. but this was a situation where going into this viewing, I was like, you know, so many people whose opinion that I trust and respect love this movie. Right. Maybe I'll like it better this time. Maybe I'm, I'm a, you know, I'll be a little, I'm, I'm not as, as fiery as I perhaps was when I, mm-hmm. when I watched it the first time. And like Minority Report, I hated it more. <laughs> I hated it even more upon second viewing. It just yeah. made me angry and frustrated, and I wished that I wasn't watching it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, um, what
0: was your previous experience with the film?
1: Funny enough, I actually didn't get to see it in the theater either. It was a weird case of, like, same deal. Uh, people I saw, respected, liked, uh, loved it. At the same time, I remember the folks who were not on the Minority Report train mm-hmm. also said... One reviewer I remember specifically going like, Minor- I'm sorry guys, the movie you guys saw in Minority Report, that's not the movie I got, yeah. but I got, I'm happy with this one. Mm-hmm. This is the movie I, I'd rather, this, this is more my cup of tea. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So I took that and I waited till it eventually got on DVD and I rented it the following year. Um, and I liked it a lot. And so I went to book off last night. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which one? Uh, one in Westminster. Oh, nice. Because it's a, near work. That's a good book off. Oh yeah, and you yeah. And so I went there. Figured I'm not gonna I'm gonna spend two 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 that three f- dollars. That was for nobody but me. That question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. Um, in California, guys. Anyway, yeah. No. um, yeah, no, I, I decided either I was gonna rent it on uh rent it for like three or four bucks at uh, on Amazon, or I was gonna buy it for two dollars at Book Off. That was my plan. And yeah. I went, oh cool, there it is for two bucks. Yeah, perfect. Watched it last night, and here's the funny thing: as I'm watching it. And the further we're, we're in the movie, I'm not going to lie. The more I'm going, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm loving it more than I first <laughs> saw it. <laughs> so We've we both gotten more extreme. Yeah. Interesting. No, this is the case. I'm watching it. The movie's over. And I, I'm by myself. Yeah. This is midnight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking the DVD out of the player. And I went... I'm sorry. I like this way more now than I did back then. <laughs> and I'm just like, not dreading, but going, okay, f- Get ready for tomorrow <laughs> See I was just like
0: Fuck you Justin For making me do this podcast For making me have to just Sit through this movie It's like I was literally thinking As I was watching I was like Oh you know what the good thing About this podcast is though mm-hmm.
1: I'd never have to watch Catch Me If You Can again <laughs> I'd never have to go through After this, this You don't have to watch Catch Me If You Can Yeah Did we, Can we give us a little credit though In terms of doing the show I just realized like We're at Catch Me If You Can
0: We've been We've been at this a while
1: I'm actually It's a case of like Holy crap We've been on this Yeah Pretty good We've been we're, on our, yeah. We've been, we've been, we're at Catch Me If You Can. We're in the 2000s. Yeah. You know? We're, like in, we're in the
0: 21st century, baby.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's, I'm just kind of proud of us in general. Bef- yeah. And now we're going to see how it hits, this goes out. I'm proud of because I sat through this. Oh, I hate it. Listen, listen. Do you li- want me to list the three things that I like? Before we do that, I just want you to know that when we get to my least, my absolute hated Spielberg movie. Is that? You know, I won't reveal again. I won't reveal again and on the show. I'll tell you yeah, after. Yeah. But it's like, Trust me. No, I, we're I, gonna be there. I'm I, gonna be there with you. I remember. One. I remember what yours is. I'm just mm. trying to. I was
0: trying to think of where it was in the chronology. But we. It's won't, gonna be we, in we, a yeah, bit. Yeah, we won't say that. Um,
1: yeah. um, but I will say yes. Don't worry. I will feel that when mm-hmm. we get to that one. Um, regardless. Okay, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah, go ahead. What are what were the three things that you the did only, like the only in
0: the, film? the only three good things about Catch Me If You Can uh-huh. are. Um. <laughs> um uh, um, they are sorry I just I just showed Justin a gross tweet and he gasped um, <laughs> the ahead. only three good parts <laughs> of uh, Catch Me If You Can are the opening credit sequence mm-hmm. is very well designed it looks cool and yeah. I like it um, John Williams' score is great it's this is so it's, good it's, it's very good I, I will not tell to the point where even as I was hating the movie in the moments where that score would kick in, I'd be like, oh, take me home, John. <laughs> take, <laughs> take me to take take me take me to sweet John Williamstown. That's
1: where I want to be. We've been kind of ragging more a little bit on yeah, John's I, score I, recently. I, I certainly have, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a case of... Like, and I agreed with you. I'm like, yeah, John's score here's not great. John's score here's fine. John's score yeah. here's okay. This one went, like, oh, no, this is... There's some good John Williams here. Do you
0: know? Do you know why it's so good in this movie, Justin? Mm,
1: why is it so good, Matt? <laughs> this,
0: this late '90s, early 2000s era was John's era. I call him John. We're friends. Yeah, I no, Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. John's era of, oh, the movie's bad, so I have to show up to work. And he, <laughs> when he when he, saw, when he saw how bad Catch Me If
1: You Can was, he was like, he cracked his knuckles and was like, I gotta save it. Don't worry, guys. Who liked the movie? I will be coming back soon. Just, I'm gonna let hit, I'm just gonna let Benson do the do, his, do the thing. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, listen, yeah. uh, I, I, I won't lie. John Williams' score is phenomenal. It's yeah. very, very good. I was humming it this morning. That's it's, how good it is. It's so good, yeah, yeah. John
0: Williams knocked it out of the park with this one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think Christopher Walken is very good in
1: this Thank movie. you. I will
0: not deny Christopher Walken's performance in this
1: film. He's, this is one of the things I loved about Christopher Walken's in this film is that there's a period where Christopher Walken, and even to this day, mm-hmm. he, Christopher Walken is, is, is almost a parody. He's a parody. Mm-hmm. He's a walking parody. A walking parody. A walking parody, you know. <laughs> because it's just that's just I, i'm sorry guys it's much <laughs> when it's a big celebrity with a very famous voice comes into this show we will have to bad do bad impressions of them but um yeah. but no it's yeah no but what i loved about Watkins use in this movie is that it's a m- gigantic reminder that he's a phenomenal actor yes like it's it, oh this is the guy who's starring joe dirt this is the guy who, mm-hmm. the guy who <laughs> says yes to a bunch of this is the guy who's got to read cue cards on snl every time he showed up this movie is a gigantic reminder, reminder that no, Christopher Walken's a phenomenal actor yeah. and he is great in every scene. He said,
0: yeah, I will, I will agree with that.
1: The dinner scene he had at yeah. the restaurant with, with, uh, the oh, Leo has to give him the Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: good. Yeah. He's so good. In yeah. That. Walken's fucking great. Yeah. Okay. I, I will agree to that. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing nothing else you say on the rest of this episode. Uh, probably.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, so first of all, <laughs> I, I, I will say for me, um, I'm a sucker for con artist movies. Sure. In general, yeah. It's it's similar reason why I kind of dig heist movies. Yeah. In general, is the idea of I like being I like, I like characters being clever.
0: I thought that I liked con artist movies, mm-hmm. and then I realized that I only like heist movies because okay. I don't like Matchstick Men either. Okay. Um, I'm not fighting on that one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, like I'm, I don't hate it, but I'm like that's not one I think about a lot. So yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. um, sorry. Um, we but I, yeah, I overall in general I like characters who are clever. I like characters who are who, who are smart or like characters who are who like to uh, you know one up the other guys. I'm, I'm a big fan. That's why I like heist movies too for the same deal. Yeah. Um And I I liked this one because it, overall it was a general innocence to everything. I. Don't agree with that. I figured w- one bit. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> um,
0: my biggest problem with this movie, I would say, is that I I hate both of the lead characters. Okay. <laughs> I hate Frank, uh-huh. and I hate sh- what's what's uh Tom Hanks' last uh, name? T- Hard- Carl.
1: Har- Carl. Carl.
0: Carl. Yeah. Carl.
1: I, Had Randy
0: I don't, I don't like you When you're doing The impression of the character I don't like being In the room with that I don't I don't I don't like them at all I, mm. I hate them so much Why do you hate them? Uh, Frank Abagnale As portrayed in this film mm-hmm. Is like Hey What if Ferris Bueller Was even more Of an entitled shithead <laughs> That's how it feels to me. Do you not like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No, I do. I feel like that, but I feel like that okay. takes it right up to the limit. Okay. And Catch Me If You Can is just like it just high fives him on the way past. He just <laughs> keeps going. It's just I have no sympathy whatsoever for Frank Abagnale. I think okay. he's just a little shit, mm. um, who who lies to people and ruins their lives. Right. And I hate him. Yeah. And I, I I hope he does. I hope he stayed in prison and he doesn't.
1: Well, you know that's not true, right? What? No, he's a, he's a little, he's fine.
0: I, I'm saying I hope he stayed in prison and he doesn't.
1: He doesn't stay in prison. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait wait, what? Sorry.
0: He does not stay in prison. Yeah.
1: He doesn't stay in prison. Yeah. He gets released. He does. And yeah. I I don't agree with that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't agree with that. And then, and then you got you got
0: <laughs> Carl over here, who's just I mean, I, I don't have any I guess moral problems with his character. Mm-hmm. I just find him a real and I I I recognize this is the point, mm-hmm. but it's not fun for me to spend time with just this real humorless piece of shit um the one part of this character i kind of like is when he tells the joke the Mm. first time yeah and then when he does it the second time and it's supposed to be cool i'm like Mm. no your thing is that you're not cool right like why it's not it's not gonna be a cool celebratory moment and i Mm. just i don't like you i don't like spending time (laughs) with you (sighs) it makes sense that you're both alone on christmas eve fuck you both
1: (laughs) um so i don't agree with that i found frank to be very fascinating um here's the thing for me because going back to when we're talking about Spielberg if there's a common thread again about Spielberg movies uh, especially in the early ones is is, well not common thread but uh, definitely a point of of Spielberg uh, Mm -hmm. reliability for him is to divorce Mm -hmm. and it's intriguing to me to see another movie where he kind of explores it again but uh, through a slightly older set of eyes both as himself and through the characters because it's not just yeah like even even Frank is a little is older than Elliot you know um I will say this about, about Hanks is that I know you're not a general Hanks fan, though you've come around a little bit here and there, <laughs> um, but I will say this one, I, I like Tom enough in this movie, but I honestly feel like he was also kind of overdoing the character. Yes. So um, like, I'm going to have an accent. Cool. Maybe chill on that I mean, a little bit. Um, you're going to disagree with me on this one next. I know you are. So I'm just going to say it right now. Um, I love DiCaprio in the film. I oh I, here's the thing, I, it. I, I like I like DiCaprio in other movies, but I hated him here. I hated here's the truth, I hated I hated Gangs of New York. Uh-huh. I like Gangs of New York. oh so, well, that's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Gangs of New York and I don't like D- DiCaprio on that film. Yeah. Uh, so I liked him better here. I hated him here so much. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm.
0: Um even though he does have a beautiful baby face yeah. and perhaps looks young, mm-hmm. uh, DiCaprio was like twenty eight when he made this movie. Right. And I do not for a second buy him as a seventeen year old at well, any point even as, even a 17 year old who's supposed to be like wily and clever and the whole point is that he fools people into thinking that Here, he's not a 17 year old because even in yeah. his private moments he mm-hmm.
1: still doesn't seem like a 17 year old here's the thing that um because I actually you know I, since I, have the D, I got the DVD they had interviews with the real Frank Avenale mm-hmm. and I, so they showed pictures of him yeah. in that time period and yeah I shit you not motherfucker at 17 looked like he was 40 <laughs> like they said oh he looked like in his early 30s no no he looked 40 mm-hmm. um he but was I mean, six foot tall here's the truth i almost argue casting dicaprio he looked too young compared to <laughs> young frank happy <laughs> because he
0: i mean he look i
1: mean he can look
0: physically like a 17 year old it's yeah. more from an emotional thing like mm-hmm. he does things in the movie that's clearly it's written that way right because it's because that's how a 17 year old behave right uh, but I just don't buy them coming from DiCaprio. I, I mm-hmm. think... I, I, I just... I, it, it always to me looks like why is this adult pretending to be a child? I
1: mean, like here's the thing like, for that, me. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: I buy... I, when he's conning people, I mm-hmm. buy him as an
1: airline pilot. I buy him right. as a doctor. I don't buy him as a kid. Well, I mean, here's the... Because there's it, a weird case for me. It's like the reason I buy it more mm-hmm. is the idea that I... I'm buying into the idea, especially because he's a real dude and he actually accomplished all of this yeah. for six, seven years, yeah. six to seven years, yeah. um, is the fact that like he... Um, he's a little—he's smarter than he than an average kid, and I feel like it's any. And I feel like because of that, I'm buying it more. And also, movie rule for my head is like, if that's the story you're telling me and you're working on me, I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like DiCaprio worked in this regard. The the though, though hilariously enough, he's baby-faced to look seventeen. But the I, like I real like I told you no no joke real Frank Abagnale around that time period looked like he was forty, <laughs> so the joke could have been like actually technically speaking you cast someone to look too young. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was you know I I for me it worked in regard to the fact that I like I think that Leo could be I, I'm not necessarily the greatest Leonardo DiCaprio fan I'm not hating him mm-hmm. and I feel like when used properly. I like him in movies. Yeah, you know, I don't follow him to movie to movie, but I know that generally speaking, yeah, if you cast him, it's I yeah. will, I will, I will hope to like him. I don't yeah. have any shit against him, you yeah. know. Um, and I found him to be very enjoyable here, even if I don't agree with what he's doing, especially because you know the back back of my brain, I know that yeah, he's a kid. He's he's. But he I mean, he's, that's my know.
0: my problem is is I don't buy him in the crucial emotional moments where it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the joke ones was like when he's on the plane, they ask him for a drink, and he says milk. Yeah. Um. But, like, the stuff with him and Amy Adams where, like, they first meet, they were laid over braces, mm. which is a very, like, teenager exchange for them to have. Right. And I really like the way that scene's written. Yeah. But I just, I don't, it just seems like a creepy adult hitting on a kid <laughs> with races. He doesn't seem like a kid to me in those scenes. And those, to me, are so much more important. Yeah. And I don't, it's hard for me to think of what it is because uh, I must have referenced it before. The Aviator is one of my favorite movies of all yes. time. And at yeah. the start of that movie, which came out two years later, Leonardo DiCaprio was, I think playing like an 18 or 19 year old Howard Hughes at the very right. start of the film. Mm-hmm. And I buy it there because it's, it's a question of maturity, I guess more mm-hmm. in which the Frank Abagnale is, is supposed to be at the core, a very immature character, mm-hmm. I would say. And I think, um, Maybe maturity's not even the right world because you know what we what what we know about DiCaprio in real life at the time, the whole the pussy posse and all that right. gross shit he was up to. Right. Mature right. ex I guess isn't exactly the right word, but um, <laughs> adult let's say. Um yeah. I and I just uh, and I think maybe because Howard Hughes was more of an adult character, whereas this is very childish and I I just I never can buy into that with him here okay and I think it's it's really crucial to buy into that in those emotional scenes Mm. because when you don't have those you don't have a reason to care about the character he's just a shithead who steals things I I guess for me it's like that's why I hate him
1: I think for me it's like the reason since I'm seeing his pain throughout the situation we see his relationship with his parents Mm -hmm. and they build to it to the fact that we see that he's got he's super close to his dad yeah um he does care for his mom but obviously his connection is to his dad yeah um, it's, it, I, th- I know, I personally thought it was really well structured to seeing like that dinner di- the dinner, the dinner celebration for his dad yeah. where they gave him the award. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas dinner, the Christmas day with his, his dad and his mom. And we see that, yeah, that's a generally sweet moment with his parents, a type, a type that a teenager, a kid would idealize as yeah. the perfect version of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing the decline of like, oh, his life is just getting slowly worse, worse and worse and worse as he's growing up, as his dad's struggling. And then his mom is, is, is drifting away from them. Yeah. I, the scene that kills me, mm-hmm. personally, is the scene that his mom is, is just giving him money. Oh, oh, yeah. Here's five. Here's another five. And I think that's the most he feels like a kid there. Yeah. Because I hate... I guess if I can talk personally, I was like, as I'm growing up, I remember feeling worse when a parent was giving me money. Oh, yeah. As opposed to not having money on my own. Yeah. And I hate that You know like I'm 33 now And if I visit her, I talk to my mom And she's like well, Do you need No I got this Just watch Spider-Man 2 With a much better scene well, the, of, uh... well, Spider-Man 2 is a Fucking <laughs> yeah. beautiful scene of that Yeah But I felt to me But it's two different things Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know like This is a case of, of Frank is giving money To hoping that his mom Thinks that will make it better And he knows That's not the problem yeah. And I felt that for me Yeah So And for me Like when it gets to the point Of the parents are separating He's got shoes Yeah I bought it. I bought it there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I mean, part of it does get worse from an early scene of things going bad did kind (laughs) of raise my hackles a little bit where I was like, oh, like a sign that things are going bad for them is Mm. that they had to move from their giant house into a house that was still bigger than the one I grew up in. (laughs) And the mom has to work, which my mom did. So I'm like, you fucking get over it, it, Frank. But then it it does
1: get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does get worse. It's the 60s. It's that weird kind (laughs) of like... Yeah, like, I'm just like, oh, poor Frank, and a house bigger than <laughs> with both his parents working. Yeah, um, it must suck. He has to go to a public school. Ooh. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think it's played just enough. It's not like he's saying, "Why do I have to fucking go here?" It's just he's got, to, he's he's fine with adjusting. Yeah, I think that's well, not key... really because
0: he's. All, I mean, he's like, this won't work. I'm going to be the sub. And stuff. Well, no, but it's that's like, the thing. He's, yeah. and, and I feel like the movie well, kind of tries to describe it, yeah. disguise that he was
1: kind of a shithead before. Like he was kind yeah. of a shithead, Connors, before shit went no, bad no, for I'm him. Sure, he, no. yeah. Well, <laughs> that his father kind of raised him to become one, and that's something I found intriguing. So, yeah. is realizing Frank Senior with his, the necklace thing, with the necklace thing, and the the, the pretending he's a limousine driver thing, his jizz driver yeah, thing yeah. is, he was already imbued with all that stuff. And I mean, that's I would argue that's classic movieism like oh let's show this stuff to show how frank started getting uh to the origin story doing the origin story shit um yeah. um uh, i will say <clears throat> you know for me it's like the other part enjoyment for the film for me is is seeing what how like frank gets from one idea to another idea how mm-hmm. he starts to be you know, like the, the 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 lead to calling pan am for the new suit et cetera to leading to him getting the you know going to pan am for Interview. I mean, that's the, the 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 stuff I found fun. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed that type. So, I mean, in John's score. Helps with the energy, and I think the big well, for me. That, let's is talk about it, the energy, yeah, because yeah, yeah. this
0: is a big problem for me. Okay, because John's score is the only thing in the movie that seems to be working towards any kind of fast-paced energy. This movie mm-hmm. feels so sluggish to me. Wow, in a, in a, <laughs> in a way that a movie okay. about clever <laughs> con people should not feel sluggish. I, I, I never feel like uh-huh. anything's moving fast. The movie's so goddamn long. I know that's a frequent complaint of mine. Yeah, that's But hard. The movie's yeah. two and a half fucking hours. Yeah, uh, which it should not. It, it's, it's to me, it always feels more like biopic than mm-hmm. con artists Movie sure, and those genres just do not mesh well together for me. In, mm-hmm. uh, here, I it it always feels sluggish. I never, I never get the sense of thrill, which I feel mm-hmm. like is what you look for in this kind of movie. Right. And I n- maybe a little in the scene where um, he gets the room and then um, he pretends to be the secret service agent. That yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of tense and fun. Right. But for the most part, it just feels like it just feels like a sad slog. And I wow. think. Uh, okay. the, the, <laughs> Like, the stuff with the, the Christmas Eve stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's that thing where it's, like, it's trying to make me feel sad for a character that I hate. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, oh, the, you're just making me... Like, if I'm gonna... If I I hate this character, you should at least be having fun with it. Right. Uh, and I never really get that sense. Okay. Uh, it, it,
1: it... Yeah, I just... I, I can't... I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess, like, for me, it's, like, it moved faster for me this time.
0: It, it never... Like, it never, I dozed it,
1: off watching Minority Report. Yeah. And I was watching this movie at, like... Nine o'clock and worry I was going to sleep again, and I was fully awake the entire time. Halfway, I was really engaged.
0: Have have I walk dogs for Wag sometimes? And halfway through this mm-hmm. movie, I got a I I got a buzz for a wag walk, and I needed the money, so I, I did mm-hmm. it. And I will say, like r- riding my bike in the brisk night air, and then going mm-hmm. to walk a dog was kind of
1: what I needed to get me through this movie. <laughs> oh, like I needed that little boost I, kinda, I guess i don't see it that way um, i mean like i mean for me it's like i think yeah this sp- is one of those yeah things, sorry go ahead go ahead off. um this is one of those
0: things that's like weird and hard to talk about because it's mm. feel like sure well, obviously we're, we're both gonna have different yeah. experiences with the film and I, it's hard to attribute it's hard to understand why i would feel this way and you would feel that way right because it, it's such a subjective thing but yeah, yeah. It, it feels so slow to me
1: i mean i i for me it doesn't and I guess the big case for me is like I honestly I mean yeah you're gonna disagree with this part but I was like I feel like this is some this is some energetic Spielberg directing Uh, for me me. like his camera's moving in really fun ways to me that he didn't move and here's the thing one of my problems with Minority Report is tonal issues right But the tone, the tone fits this one for me. I, yeah, not for me. Not it works that. here for me. I think um, his, that's, that, that goofy comedy that he tried in, in, in Minor Report, I hated because that movie was trying to be darker. Yeah. In this case, the movie was a little lighter, and so I felt the tone worked better here. Um, I'll
0: tell you, there's one joke in the movie that I kind of liked because of how understated it was, and, but then they kind of ruined it by tagging on it later, mm-hmm. where in the first scene where Tom Hanks is getting chewed out by his boss... Yeah. Uh, his partners are just eating ice cream bars <laughs> in the <background. laughs> which is I really really like that as a thing that's just happening that they never address in the scene which is perfect but then there's like three or four more jokes later on in the movie I mm-hmm. said that sentence really weird there's three or four more jokes in Jorks? the movie oh. excuse me um, okay. there's a couple more jokes in the movie where where he like keeps going through the Sarah Lee where it's like oh mm. this, this is now just fat jokes like you're yeah. just making fat jokes about the fat FBI right. agent and it's kind of a bummer <laughs> and not
1: fun I would argue that's my least favorite bit. Yeah. That's, that's not, I don't hate it, but I'm saying, oh, I get it.
0: But when I, when I thought it was just going to be that isolated ice cream joke, I was very into it. And, that's then a I was good...
1: like, and then when I saw it as a larger trend in the movie, I was mm. like, oh. Well, the ice cream joke is, is nicely subtle. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you're right. No one's calling attention to it. <laughs> like, there's that one point, like, Carl doesn't look and goes like, you're going to eat that all day? Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that. It's just literally going, it's almost like another insult to Carl as he's getting chewed out. Yeah. His partners, quote just unquote, are just like ice eating cream. ice cream going, hmm. <laughs> it's like eating ice cream bar. There's no way to look sort of dignified
0: or adult no, with eating an ice cream no, bar. No, there's zero chance of that. It's
1: happening. very funny to see a man in a suit eating an ice cream bar. Um, so here's, okay, two things I did to comment. Two things like, I want to bring up about okay. the movie. Um, that's not positive. Just oh, Interesting thought. Uh, one, this is an interesting time period for, for being a comic book fan. Because in 2002, no one know who the fuck Barry Allen is. Everyone knows who Barry Allen no, is. No, not really? everyone.
0: I mean, maybe that's just because I'm a nerd. Like, but that—that's that what a, I mean. Like, that, but that was yeah, a weird nerds. sticking point when I, someone, I was like,
1: shouldn't he recognize the name no, Barry Allen no, immediately? Like, because he's— not. doesn't everybody know? Who no. Barry because Allen? Matt, you got to remember, this yeah. is the hey, this is the 60s and this is early 2000s. The only guys who were reading Flash comics with us—we're right, the, the, we're the only folks, just the comic <laughs> people were reading Flash comics. So we don't live in that world now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, most folks are watching The Flash, yeah, and so they know that in every episode he starts, "Hi, my name is Barry Allen, I'm the fastest man alive." Well, like,
0: yeah, that's legit. I wasn't the first, Not so much this time when I watched it, but the first mm-hmm. time I watched it, it was, I was like, "Why does he not recognize that?"
1: Because he's an adult who doesn't read shincom <laughs> yeah, yeah, books, it, you know. It, that's fair. That's, that's fair. the thing, and that's why, and especially in the '60s, you know, um, and that's why, like, it's like the joke. It's like a Chris Sims brought the joke about about the the Got Milk commercial at Hamilton, mm-hmm. is that that commercial is so outdated now because it relies on a couple of elements. One, no one, who, no one knows who Hamilton is. Two, no one knows who Aaron Burr is. Oh, the, yeah. That, that yeah. Was, yeah. And three, um, landlines that you can get direct, like uh, ra- a random calls from DJs. Yeah. No one will get that commercial now. Yeah. And so here I watched that, and that's why I thought. I was like, oh, yeah, no one back then... 2002 like only comic book folks know who Barry Allen is. And even then, Wally West was the flash. So I thought that was funny. Okay. Um also no, because Mm. I was
0: paying extra attention to that Bart. So that Bart.
1: Mm. Um Allen? Bart Allen? He's the impulse. (laughs) (laughs) I was
0: paying extra attention. You son of a bitch. I was paying extra attention to the scene with the with the waiter when he he Mm -hmm. says, Oh, are you a collector? Mm -hmm. When you're really looking at that scene, that's not how human beings talk to each other. I'll agree to that. It's super yeah. weird where he's like, bam, That's the Flash, and then walks away. It's yeah. like that's not well, this is not a conversation. What's going on here? Yeah, um, um, but that's I mean that's nitpicky. That's not. Yeah. I I won't. I won't um, really hold that against the movie.
1: Funny enough, second thing I wanted to bring up, I, I it was um, this is a super obscure comic book thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the gentleman who's there at the the scene where they're they're, t- they're, they're telling Frank that they're getting a divorce, there's that yeah. gentleman officer there. I, yeah. I remember one of these deals. I recognize him immediately, uh-huh. and the only reason I will recognize him is through illegal means. He played Mr. Fantastic in the Roger Corman.
0: Oh shit! He bootleg movie. Me,
1: but I not you... from where, and I have seen that film. So. And I remember going, oh shit! Oh my god! Hey, you Mr. Fantastic, wow. and remembering that in that shitty fantastic four movie my issue was not him yeah he's legitimately really good as as reed richards um i'm gonna say something controversial no I'm, i might actually be agreeing with you on this one that's the best fantastic four movie agreed yeah <laughs> that's right we can disagree and catch me if you can but i can say a hundred percent that fantastic four movie is the best fantastic four movie and i have seen all of them so have i and yes, agreed. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a whole other topic, guys. And if you want to fight us on that, fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're a unified front on that. Better, one, so better cast,
1: it. better cast, better cast. It- Closer to the tone of the comics. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Doom was like actually wearing a he mask. He was actually of a weird face thing. Yeah, he may have been played by a kind of a shit actor. Yeah but he looks and acts like motherfucking Dr. Doom. And you, could, you could tell it was a real mess because they didn't over—they didn't dub his sound. Yeah. So it sounds like he's talking through a mess. Look, you guys, uh, you go find that. You, do, you watch that as a fan that, and then you tell me the other three are better because they're not. They're not. Anywho, catch me if you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are two things. Like, Hey, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, the movie's actually kind of filled with a lot of like, oh, shit you're now more popular you're either more famous or more well-known actors Amy Adams Amy Adams yeah Elizabeth Banks yeah um I forgot her name Elaine Pompeo who's the lead in Grey's Anatomy oh yeah she's the first stewardess uh, he meets um but funny enough, the one that you can Tom tell... the Hanks, put, Tom, was he in <laughs> 2002? Uh, and funny enough, though, you can tell the big weighty scene was given to Jennifer Garner, who at the time yeah. was super big thanks to Alias. So you can tell that, like, oh, yeah, that's the cool cameo. Yeah. <laughs> no? yeah. It's like, we got Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Uh, that's weird that she's in this movie. And that scene... Uh, I don't know, like that That threw me off, too, because yeah. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And then I'm like, that's right, you are in this movie.
0: You know what that scene actually made me think of? Um... I'm looking, sorry, I got distracted a little bit. I was looking at the um, list of possible alternate directors before Spielberg came along. It's mm-hmm. per,
1: it's interesting. Yeah, um, Fincher Vince, Gore, David Fincher, Gore Verbinski, Leslie Halstrom, Milos Foreman, and Cameron Crowe. I'd be very interested in the Milos Foreman version. That would be film. interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but um, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. So that that scene with with Jennifer Garner actually reminded me. There were that scene and other moments in the movie. It kind of made me think of like, oh, like. Um, it really reminded me, weirdly enough, of um, Everybody Wants Some, which was released last year, which right. I hated. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, this is just, like, old, older white dudes reminiscing about when they, they were young dudes who could just fuck anyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. In a way that feels, <laughs> like, gross and not fun to me. And it's like, right. just get your rocks off someone that <laughs> way, Steven. <It's>, uh, <laughs> Don't make me a party to this.
1: I liked Everybody Wants <laughs> I hate that movie so much. I figured. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's... I figured. I, I got, No, we're not here to talk about that, but yeah, it's yeah. one of those cases where... I'm a big Richard Linklater guy. So, I love Richard Linklater. So I, just I saw hate that, that as movie. A, that's fair. Uh, because you know, that movie is filled with guys you don't want to hang out with, and I get that yeah, to a certain I, degree. I, and yeah. but I, I'm, I liked it a lot. Yeah. But whatever uh we're not here to de- i'm not here to defend that movie i are if to defend- catch me we'll
0: we can. save that for on wink later
1: um we could that'd we, be i mean that'd be a fun one and some heartbreakings.
0: <laughs> i mean it's it's i would say it's a whole career of movies that we both alternate between loving and not liking. that's true right yeah which i guess be. is kind of a similar co- concept to our bedview on woo
1: <laughs> pitch <laughs> um, anywho um okay so Overall, like, did, yeah. Was there anything else you that was ir- irking you?
0: Um, I, well, I tweeted. I mean, this was in the tweet I made. Um, the nostalgia. It seemed like, like we know, we know Spielberg has just got a big old nostalgia boner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, to put it to put it
1: eloquently, yeah. yeah I was
0: I was going to say a big old boner for that for that time period. Uh, so we we both had boners on the mind. Um, but it just felt it just felt really lazy in this movie. It just felt Ooh. like. All, so John Williams' the score was phenomenal, but the 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 licensed music they chose felt yeah. a little easy to me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm sure with it. I'm gonna I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. And
0: and maybe it's because it's more like '60s here, which I don't mm. know if that's necessarily super Spielberg's jam, right? Because he he more goes like a little further back. Yeah, but it just felt like really like I don't know. It felt to take time on, on things that it shouldn't have taken, like like you know the cafes and the, and the cars and everything. Mm. But it they didn't seem. Asp- interesting or, or well crafted it, it mm. just seemed like it, it seemed really lazy and 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 not Spielberg didn't seem as into it as he seems in his other films right. and in a way it's I mean it's bothered me before when he was too into it mm. but here it's just like well if you don't even care Steven what are we fucking doing here <laughs>
1: um I don't know I felt like that wasn't the, that wasn't an issue for me yeah like I guess for me because it's not it's not so much about look how, how cool the 60s look mm-hmm. it was more about the story of, 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 of just trying to get Frank, that yeah. was more intriguing to me. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll agree to you on the fact, like, yeah, like it's, their, it's your top, like, what music story choices are going to pick? The ones that every other movie set in that time period yeah. uses? Like, yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: And the Kinks are my favorite band, but you, we don't need to hear, you really
1: got me as a cue that it's the 60s. Right. we've heard that a million times before. Um, if I can admit to, and I overall felt like the movie worked well for me throughout, but if I can admit to a moment of slowing down, mm-hmm. I will admit to the fact that uh, Amy Adams' story yeah. Is the one that I felt like okay. We're, I'm not as into this uh, that, as mean, the others. Yeah, that. It's hard for me to
0: say because I. I mean, it's. I don't want it to come off as just a super negative Nancy here. Mm-hmm. But I did hate the whole movie. But the. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> but the Amy Adams thing. Um, it seemed to me like. It seemed like that, and I—I I feel like I've said this before with Spielberg. It seemed like that should have been more or less. It—it mm-hmm. it seemed stuck in the middle in a way that I really didn't like. Yeah. In a way, I was like, oh, is this the defining love of his life, and it should be a huge thing, mm-hmm. or is this just some girl he I'll was com- with for a while? I'll and agree to that. It, I don't think it commits to either really strongly.
1: I'll, I'll agree to that most because the fact that Amy is—is is, uh. I guess like, Amy's very, very likable in the part. Yeah. And I can see, and, but it's a case where it's like, it's just asked to be weird, also fucking how young she is here. I was yeah. throwing up because I just saw a rival. It's um, weird how young
0: she is, but also like, it's good for Amy Adams because she, yeah. she. it's like, I reckon, I don't know what it is that I recognize. Oh, yeah, she definitely
1: is older now, mm-hmm. but she more or less looks exactly the same now as she did back
0: then. <laughs> True. Which is like, hey, eh, good for her. She's keeping it tight.
1: Yeah. Um. Agreed. But no, it's a case of like, uh, I, I feel like, I think my thing about her is I feel like we didn't, I didn't get to know quite a lot about her, you know what I mean? And a, a lot of it comes from yeah. uh, of the fact that yeah, here's a negative. I'll, I'll I'll play this game a little bit. Yeah. No, and the fact that uh, yeah, she's underwritten you yeah, know and yeah. yeah it's like what you know outside of the fact that I, I know that she's got some uh dark stuff concerning her parents and you know having an abortion yeah. i don't know much about her outside being really a nervous uh, uh, a nervous nancy well that's
0: one of those terrible things that yeah. movies do sometimes where it's like oh, this character is just defined by the one tragedy in their life and right. that's
1: all you know I mean, and you can even make the argument that the women in this film aren't great yeah you I, know i would <laughs> yeah i know and that's not even an argument that's that's <laughs> one thing i will agree with despite the fact that i like the movie yeah. love the movie a lot it's like yeah, no 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 the women the women representation isn't very good in this movie which I think what leads me to
0: the of like mm. Stephen you just well, want to be a young dude again and it's grossing me out And
1: it's a case where I'm like I'm not saying it's the time period both in the movie and when it was made but I'm like yeah I get it's like I'm not gonna give it too much yeah. uh, slack for that I will like not a, get it for there's that there's also like
0: a lot of scenes where it's like leo's just so sexy that these these hormonal women are bamboozled by him right. and that's how he's able to con them which right. is like uh, there's maybe one too many of those things.
1: sure sure especially when he the idea of the character is 17 yeah yeah it's a little weird it's weird and creepy and yeah. gross and i don't like and him. again once again as i bring up frank abendale in real life it looks like he's 40 yeah. <laughs> when he <laughs> that, was 17 that makes it worse somehow <laughs> no yeah you should look up pictures of him when he was a teenager because or when he was going through his cons because I'm, I'm like going I can see why people thought you were a grown up. Yeah, you you have receding hairline at seventeen. Poor guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm
0: Google. You, you're Google. Uh, tell me which one. I'm just going go to go to the pictures, and you can yeah. tell me which one he was seventeen, during
1: Uh, the one literally is imposter.
0: Look, that's a
1: seventeen. That's a seventeen-year-old. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> That's not what a seventeen-year-old. Like, that's I'm why sorry. he got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! No, should, I wish I was a moment here. where we had a picture-in-picture picture viewing yeah. that you guys can see because no, that is just
0: do Look. yourselves a favor. Google. I'll give you the exact Google I have to control the results. I Google young real Frank Abagnale, um, and that'll take you to uh, Google Images, and then the one that says "imposter" over it. Yeah. Um, Scroll down. There let's see no what There's a picture of him with this actor. Wait. Why is I don't know why he's there.
1: This is the actor from. Um, that's Aaron Teviot. from. Uh, he's been in the Les Mis. Uh, what? He was in Les Mis.
0: He looks like the boy from Brain Dead to me.
1: Is, is Yes, the it's thing? also the guy from Brain Dead. Yeah, on yeah. Brain Dead, and he was on a couple. That looks like a couple. recent picture. Was there a play based on Catch Me If You Can? Um,
0: oh, by by this guy in Catch Me If You Can. So I guess there was a play, and he played oh, Frank Abagnale in it. That's interesting. This is just a musical bonus facts. <laughs> no, no,
1: I guess I didn't know there was a Catch Me If You Can play. I would be interested in a Catch Me If You Can musical. Mm. That to me would be a lot more interesting. Than oh what, check out the one yeah. where he was a. I'm yeah. sorry, it's too late. I'm turning. All right, we, we gotta move on anyway. We <laughs> yeah. gotta. I feel like we have to musical wrap. adaptation. Huh? Yeah. I flat out didn't know that. Yeah. And that was like a couple years ago. Yeah. Huh? Nominated for four Tonys, including Best Musical. What the fuck? Wow. Really? Oh, I gotta look into that. I didn't know that uh, was. I didn't know it was a thing. Um. All right, I feel we have to wrap it up.
0: I mean we're at thirty seven minutes. We are? Let's got, keep going. No got no, no.
1: We let's keep going. I thought uh Uh okay. I mean you know when we're talking about movies I don't like
0: I always like to wrap up, but <laughs> but hey, oh, here's something I wanted to bitch about. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is up with Martin Sheen's teeth in this movie? <laughs> is he wearing a prosthetic? <laughs> I don't... Something's going on there. I did not catch that. Something is going on with Martin Sheen's mouth in this I, film. I don't know if he was undergoing some kind of surgery at the time. Yeah. I don't know if it's prosthetic, right. but it's very strange. It is a little... He's, he, he's got... It is a little... <laughs> he has too many teeth, I would say. Yeah. Um. It's, yeah. It's just... I don't know.
2: 96%
0: of Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm really in the... I'm really in the minority here, huh?
1: Sorry. Sorry. Um, Here's a. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about at least the screenwriter.
0: Do you think, by the way, that Martin Scorsese uh, saw this film and was like, "I'm just gonna snatch that boy. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna,
1: I'm just gonna latch on to him for a while." <laughs> Do you think
0: Martin Scorsese saw this movie and like opened his arms and then tentacles came out
1: and grabbed Leonardo DiCaprio and <laughs> pulled them into his film universe? Because I've noticed that's a funny thing, right? This is an interesting period for Spielberg in the fact that he's finally playing with some huge names now. Yeah. And DiCaprio and and uh, DiCaprio and God help me. Cruz or yeah. some of the biggest. There's some big, yeah. There's some big Hollywood names. And so an interesting period to look at this and him grabbing it, but you're right. Yeah. At Chris Scorsese, like it's almost, seems because like, you know, like there have been multiple movies with Tom Hanks yeah. and, uh, and Spielberg, multiple movies with, with Cruz and, and Spielberg, yeah. at least two. But it does seem like before even Spielberg can get a chance to talk to Leo. to Leo by another Especially project. Like, Obviously, yeah. Excuse me, you gotta come go over here real quick. <laughs> 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 I gotta be at a project over here. Well, imagine bad. they were at a party
0: and Leo and Spielberg were talking about their follow-up to Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. And then of they just kind of was like, hey, excuse me real quick. And He he's just, just like, kind of he did
1: that thing where he's like part of a third yeah. of conversation, where
0: he just gradually
1: turns his back to Spielberg. <laughs> it's like he was like, he's like, oh no, hey, he's like oh, remember we were together on So of Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to talk to you over here. Hey, yeah, what's going on? And then he never saw him again. <laughs> Spielberg never saw Leo again. Yeah. Uh, because then it was like two movies after that with Scorsese because he did The Aviator mm -hmm. after this and then um, Departed would have been soon after that and then I'm looking at the uh, the the screen credits of uh, Jeff Nathanson who's the writer of the film he's a name I I semi-recognized and I'm trying to look around what else he's done and I'm like ah right he did the Rush Hour sequels (laughs) (laughs) one of those is actually even Rush Hour 2 in retrospect is like noticeably worse than Rush Hour 1 you know what's funny at the time yeah I thought I liked it more than 1. Me too. But I'm in backtrack wondering, did I just trick myself into thinking I liked that more than 1 or is it as or is it actually a little worse? Oh, he only does bad sequels, huh? Yeah, cuz look, he did he Rush hour 3. P2, cr- Ooh, out. Can I okay, can I say something real quick? Yeah, please. If you oh, got a chance God, Jeff. Okay, hold on, hold on. I just want to say, If you got the chance, to survive your career after being a part of Speed 2 Cruise Control to work with Spielberg on anything, you did some crazy fucking alchemy yeah. because I don't know how you could survive working on Speed 2 like Cruise like Control. Yeah,
0: Speed 2 Cruise Control. Then Rush Hour 2.
1: Yeah. And then catch me if you can. He had two movies about speed that nothing worked. they were not very speedy. <laughs>
0: um, let's. I mean, let's just run down this career here. So, Rush Hour Two, Catch Me If You Can, The yeah. Terminal, which we'll talk about next month.
1: that's true. That's next episode. Um, mm-hmm. The last
0: shot he directed that. I, I don't know that film. I don't remember that. Uh, Rush Hour Three, bad. Oof. Ooh, Indiana Jones and we the Kingdom will, of the Crystal Skull. We will get to that too. Uh, New York, I Love You. He wrote Brett Ratner segment in New York, I Love You. Did you see that? that? I did. It's god-awful um i really like uh paris at them but uh new york i love you is is not as good every single segment it sucks um and i don't remember specifically the brett Ratner one but i can't imagine it was it was one of the better ones it was the one with uh, anton yelchin oh yeah um and then tower heist and then the upcoming pirates of the caribbean dead men oh he's doing a pirates
1: movie yeah but I that's,
0: I mean, you just, like, I, I could write the script for a Pirates movie r- right now. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Act one, scene one. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp walks,
1: and it's funny. Okay. The end. Good. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Let's give it to Disney. You're ready John to go. Johnny Depp walks funny. That's yeah. his whole script. You're ready to go. That's perfect. Good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, ooh, ta- yeah. No, it's like he got this 2002, 2004 of being on but 3. Wow. I guess people liked him for a bit yeah, he did 3 spoke movies. Oh, yeah. And I'm like yeah, like, yeah, I'm shitting on Cruise Control. I'm sorry. I, if you're one of those weirdos that likes Speed Two, I'm sorry. I have not seen Speed Two. Chris I hate Control. Speed Two. I hate Speed Two. I hate it. Uh, it's stupid. I think, yeah.
0: You you lose Keanu. You lose you lose me. That's what I. That's said. what I
1: say. <laughs> That's what I'm talking Can about. Can we just
0: talk about Johnny Mnemonic for a little bit? Because I watched it recently, <laughs> folks. And let me tell you, Johnny Mnemonic is a phenomenal
1: movie. I just need to gradually. I need to revisit that one. It's, would you would you do a weird double feature with that in the Matrix? Would that be odd? Will they fit next to each other?
0: No, because I feel like uh, I, f- I I as I was watching Johnny Mnemonic actually, um, I was like, oh, I'm I'm proud of Keanu for making the Matrix because it seems like he was trying to make the Matrix for like a long time. And, <laughs> and actually, Johnny Mnemonic to me is like, oh, this is like the better like this to honestly, I think is the better sci-fi Keanu Reeves movie. No, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah, but it, it 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 you look at his arc and it's like it's like him keep trying to get closer and closer to the matrix and then he made the matrix and I'm like oh good for him good for Keanu he did it he, he made it happen that's
1: awesome um okay so that's Jeff that's Jeff Nathanson he, he's he's uh yeah. he's uh he's, he's gotten lucky that's the thing it's, I think here's the thing I legitimately like the writing in Catch Me If You Can sorry so <laughs> so um yeah I, I don't at all I know well I mean again, well I
0: like parts of it but I mean <laughs> No, for the most part, I don't like it. There's a few little flourishes that I like that I hmm. think are then spectacularly dropped and failed by the actors. Right. <laughs>
1: um, sorry, I'm trying to
0: think. <laughs> um, uh, you, you said you liked the way the camera moves around in this movie. Yeah. I don't. Uh, okay. If we want to talk about <laughs> uh, you know, it for a bit. Uh, I don't know. This The whole movie just looks kind of flat to me. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the camera moves a lot, but never in ways that feel particularly interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like, I mean, at this point in Spielberg's career, he should be able to move the cameras around that much, sort yeah. of on autopilot, and that's kind of what I feel like I'm watching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, I don't. Um, I I liked Janusz's work here. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I I liked it. I um, I I mean, it's it's a, it's this case, interesting case of like trying to figure out like, yeah, I know Spielberg really likes hanging out with Janusz, so yeah. it's like, film to film. And again, I go back to the fact that listen, I get it, man. Schindler's List is yeah. beautiful. I get it. Yeah. I'm not I, I understand why you're holding on to that guy like crazy, but there comes a point where I almost wonder like is every movie going to work with Janusz? I don't know. Yeah. You know. And I like this one though. I like I, I like the, the the I think the the, the work here is, is solid. Yeah. yeah, not my favorite thing he's done, but like, oh no, this is this looks pretty. I get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, I'm intru- I would I'm done I'm with you on the idea of a Milos Forman version of this film but I'm yeah. super intrigued with David Fincher. What yeah, if what be, Fincher would have done in, with this? in, in
0: a Fincher thing.
1: <clears throat> I feel like Gore Verbinski was a would have been a safe one and I feel like Cameron Crowe would have been at the time an interesting one.
0: I've been thinking a lot about Gore Verbinski recently mm. because you know I went deep on the on the Ring series. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he did the he did the first <coughs> one of the American ones. Right. And I, I don't think he gets enough credit for the ring because I I do think it improves on the Japanese one in a lot of ways, but then mm-hmm. also, uh, deproves. What's the opposite of improve? Uh, it also it's also worse than the Japanese yeah. one in a lot of ways. It's a very interesting film. I <laughs> I would like to talk. I would hello. I would like to talk to you for five hours about the ring. Now is what I'm gonna say. We'll but, get to that in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I it, but uh, no. We, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can leave that alone. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: I forgot he did a Lone Ranger, huh?
1: It's it's that alone why I'm that that reason purely for a while like i will eventually try that out i like that movie a lot
0: actually really i mean cool. here's the thing it's way too long like you you need to cut an hour out of it how long is it it's two, like two and a half why do y'all want to make this two and a half guys yeah the lone ranger is way too long and there's i mean the johnny like cut maybe cut giant deb out of the movie altogether <laughs> <laughs> because it's not good and it's kind of offensive and it's like also oh. there's these weird this weird fr- you know what the framing device <sighs> in the movie right yes
1: it's so stupid and pointless.
0: But Army Hammer's really great in it. Yeah, and the the
1: action sequence with the train is fucking phenomenal. Because I heard that's cut to the William Tell Overture. Yes, they use
0: the they don't try to fucking remix it. That mm. I was so happy when I saw that. I like leapt to my feet and I was like, "Fuck yes, you didn't try to recut it. Right. You didn't try to do a weird orchestral version. This is just straight up the William Tell Overture." And well, I want to kiss you on the lips
1: for I- that. I love what I love about that, and even I haven't seen it, and I've been looking forward to watching that part. What I love about that is hearing like Gravinsky Grub- telling Zimmer, because Zimmer's the yeah, guy doing the yeah. score, he's like, going, oh, yeah, I want to do this, is the movie jump over sequence. And Brubinski, and Zimmer's like, I hate that. Yeah. It's so overused. And Gore's like, no.
0: This is a Lone Ranger
1: Groovy, movie. We're putting the motherfucking William Tell overture in the movie. Yeah. Because it's the Lone Ranger yeah. Don't give me that shit It's in the movie yeah. and you, That sequence
0: is so good That's why I keep
1: hearing yeah. So I'll I'll get to it eventually.
0: Also I love Rango I feel like Rango doesn't get enough credit
1: Rango is super underrated
0: Rango is so good It's like Shout weird Shout out to Andrew Lindy Friend of the network <laughs> uh, my The co-founder of Bendy Network He fucking hates Rango so
1: much <laughs> And I'm just gonna really relish Talking about how grude it is And he's not here to say shit to me Benzin making making friend of me He's left and right <laughs> love Rango. Um all right so uh, anything else on Catch Me If You Can? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've said my piece. I feel like I've explained why I hate it and even yeah. though most people are probably going to disagree with me, you maybe you could maybe from your perspective understand why I'm wrong at least, mm-hmm. even
1: though I don't think I am. Yeah. Uh, and I think I felt my did my best to to to, to at least argue my yeah. my enjoyment of the film still. Yeah. Um all right. So uh, it's you know, our usual time at the end of the show. Now that we're going back to like let's talk about movies we we uh, we dig and yeah. we want to tell other uh, folks about it. Two, we're gonna do so, two Rex. Two Rex. Yeah. An old and a new. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go this time. Okay. Um, I did a nice uh, you know good weekends of me or just me staying at home watching multiple movies on, on television. <laughs> um, so one of them is uh, well relatively new this time. I want to do two new ones. Uh, one is My Name Is Doris.
0: Oh,
1: nice. Uh did you get around seeing that? Is that Hello My Name is Doris? Oh yeah. Hello, my name is Doris. Yeah. And it's the one how I feel though. Right. Okay, yeah. I did not get around to see it. I wanted to. Someone, I thought, did someone write that? Uh someone famous? Yeah. No. Okay. But someone uh, Michael Showalter directed it. Oh Michael Showalter. Yeah. From Stella. Yeah. yeah. And the and, state before that. Yeah. yeah, and the Baxter.
0: That yeah, that's that that's why I wanted oh, to. Oh yeah, see yeah. That. yeah. Did you see
1: The Baxter? No. Okay. Um I Baxter's one of those movies that i I thought I liked it a little bit yeah. and then I found out I found myself watching it more and more and it's a movie that kind of grew on me to being yeah. like oh it's a kind of a cute charmer for me yeah. so Hello My Name is Doris is a similar faction of like a really good solid field performance Yeah. like a phenomenal solid field performance There, and the movie's over really, it's fun it's enjoyable it's a nice character piece I would say there were about two scenes two scenes in that movie that I thought were really well written and really well acted mm-hmm. and helped strengthen the whole film Um, two very good, especially one scene with with Sally Field and Steven Root that is just kind of appropriately dramatic that I really dug at. And yeah, the Sally Field is super fun in this movie and like it gets to the heart of kind of like dealing with a, a feeling of uh, your feelings with somebody—if you have a crush on them, or is it a crush, or is it a love, etc. And it's—it's it's nice. Yeah. And even and Max Greenfield, who's you know famous for being the idiot on, on New Girl. I've
0: not seen the New Girl. I was going to say the cute boy. The, the
1: cute girl. boy, New Girl. <laughs> he is. Um. <laughs>
0: He's the one who's on uh, Veronica Mars as well, right? Yes. My favorite boyfriend of Veronica. That's right. <laughs> <Remember>?
1: #Hashtag. <laughs> I blanked my Veronica brain. Went, yes, girl. that's right. Yeah. He's very, very good in this movie. My Veronica Mars OTP, Veronica. <laughs> Um, so uh, I, I like, I, 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 yeah. I remember the trailer
0: for this film and yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I, I, and I don't, don't, say anything, sure but I, I assume cause I know part of it is like, she likes him. Yeah. Uh, and I romantically, mm-hmm. uh, and I, 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 I'm. If I had to guess, I would say they probably don't end up together in the film. Mm-hmm. But I, I do really like them as a pair.
1: They are very good together. I feel like yeah. that is a very
0: cute... Co- and I would like to see them as a couple.
1: Yeah. They so are... I'm going to write some fanfic. <laughs> you do that, and I think they would be into that. No, they're very good together, too. There's some yeah. good chemistry between the two. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the second film is a movie that I feel like uh, you folks might need to see you know in a way that uh up to dealing with a really hard 2016
0: this yeah this you got serious for a second you, yeah you, know, you did obama voice <laughs> i didn't folks
1: folks you know um no and i feel like uh, so in a weird twist of fate uh okay. everyone most <laughs> of <always> bu- <laughs> to with me,
0: but in the weirdest fucking way i'm sorry it's um, very distracting.
1: so one of the of course the the heartbreaking things about 2016 is the massive amount of iconic yeah folks that passed away and Specifically, one in the last week, motherfucker decided 20 motherfucker of the year decided, I'm oh, you think I'm done? Yeah, I got two more for you. And the weird, crazy twist of fate is that there was a documentary about them. Mm. And so, yeah, uh, I did see Bright Lights oh, starring yeah? Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And the reason I feel like if, if the, the celebrity icon deaths of that year really, really hurt you, yeah, I will then go, please watch this movie and it's not because it's a movie that that's uh, the thing i like about the movie it was filmed two years ago so it was around the time that fisher was getting ready to start rehearsal for episode seven uh debbie got her a sag lifetime achievement award and what i love about this movie is if you just know carrie only through star wars and if you're not aware that she's a phenomenal writer or that she's super fucking funny outside of that um then watch this movie. If you only vaguely are aware of Debbie Reynolds just for her connection or you may have even seen Singing in the Rain, go watch this movie. And the main thing is I reason I'm telling you if, you're, if the celebrity deaths really hurt you in that year, I want you to watch this movie because it's, it's a good way to remember these people. Yeah. Because these people are fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. um, Carrie is... Like, it's this crazy thing, like I'm aware that Carrie's really funny. Yeah. But I watched this movie, I was getting a weird secondary crush on her,
2: because
1: sure. she's super fucking she's funny. She's the best. She's the best. Her house that she lives in is amazing. Gary. Hmm? Huh? Gary. Gary what? Uh, Gary Fisher. Gary uh, The dog. The dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gary's great. Um. Debbie is is a delight as well. And their relationship is, is. Here's the thing: I didn't feel sad watching this movie, and I feel like some people go, like, "Oh, I don't want to watch a movie because I'm going to get bummed out thinking yeah. about them." It's like, no, no, watch this movie to feel lucky they that here. they were here yeah. and that we were graced with their presence. And yeah. they're two awesome people. It Carrie's a badass, yeah. a badass through and through, and 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 Debbie is is a firecracker and super super awesome. And so this is a movie if you like. Yeah, if you felt bummed about the celebrity deaths of that year. Instead of thinking about how much it sucks that we didn't have them, this is a clear movie watch. I go, no, be glad that we had them. And this is a real reminder of that. So I would definitely say Bright Lights with those two. Yeah, yeah definitely watch that.
0: that. Those are good recs. Yeah, That's, thank um, you. Yeah. Um, so my, my rec for the old one, mm-hmm. um, no surprise. I've hinted throughout the episode. It's going to be Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> real wh- fucking. And here's why you know, you might be thinking to yourself, hey, you already talked about it. Why are you doing it again for your wreck? Because it's really important for me to, that you all watch Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Because I think people think of that as this kind of weird, maybe a little cool, but mostly shitty '90s movie. it, yeah. gets, it gets written off by so many people, mm-hmm. and it is, it is legitimately phenomenal. I I think that the aesthetics of it is just so cool and looks so unlike, unlike anything else made now or at the time. Really, right. like it looks, it just looks super, super interesting. It's a great classic Keanu performance. Um Giant Mnemonic, it fucking rules so hard. <laughs> like, really, go watch
1: it, everybody. Did you ever see the VHS cover for that? No. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's one of the reasons why I'm like, one day I'll give you a real viewing, and yeah. I feel like you're going to be cooler than people think. Yeah. It's it's a it's a VHS co- the VHS cover was a plastic cover. Yeah. That had a op- that had Keanu's face. Yeah. But there was an opening on the top of his head, so you can see the bright orange VHS.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, it's fucking rad It's like every time I see a reprint of that cover later I'm like, no, but that's <laughs> no, but the, the, You
0: gotta do the cool thing
1: And I, when, I, when it got released on Blu-ray or DVD It's like, how can you do the cool thing now? It'll make even more sense now No, you can just open it up, there's the DVD or the Blu-ray disc yeah. Oh god Yeah, look that up, it's a fucking beautiful I'm, cover Yeah, I
0: should. <laughs> um, And then my other rec for a newer movie You're gonna say I'm crazy And mm. listen, this new movie I'm not gonna recommend to you It's not great but i'm recommending it because it is so much better than you would think it would be. This is a case of expectations, and i guess my recommending it kind of defeats that. But check out the Netflix original film starring Kevin James entitled True Memoirs of an Original Sucker. Shut the hell up. Here's the thing. I'm not going to i'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to bullshit you and say it's a great or amazing movie. Yeah, yeah. It is so much better than it has any right to be for a fucking because it's it's not even really a Netflix original. I don't think. I think it was supposed to be a theatrical film. Yeah. And then and then the studio was like, eh, I don't know about this. And the Netflix was like, hey, we'll take it. <laughs> um, it's it like works. It's like a fun mm-hmm. action movie. It's like I, again, it's not phenomenal, but it's like I, I I watched it with a friend of mine. We were we were we were like, well, oh, we want to watch a terrible movie. Let's watch this. And then like ten
1: minutes, later, we're like. Is this good?
0: <laughs> is this like kind of good? <laughs> and it is.
1: Um, Have you seen Here Comes the Boom? I wanted to, but I didn't. Here's the funny thing. I, I felt the same way mm-hmm. about that movie where I saw the trailer and went, maybe, I don't know, it's a Kevin James movie. Yeah. And I saw it on, on TV one day. And yeah, like you, 10 minutes in, I'm like, I think I'm liking this. Yeah, it's kind of good. And so when I saw the trailer for this one and it showed up on Netflix, I actually did the, you know what? Because of Here Comes the Boom? Yeah boom, you're on my cue. <laughs> yeah, and I think watching this, what it reveals is Kevin
0: James is actually, I mean, he was like a wrestler in high school. He's good at physical stuff, yeah. which is like, you watch Paul Blart, Mall Blart, and he does a lot of <laughs> physical comedy, but it's kind of shitty and weird and bad because mm. that movie skews way more towards the comedy, which is, it, whatever, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a movie like this where he's kind of I don't know. More, I'm not going to say all the way there, but more like Jackie Chan-esque, where it's like (laughs) it's physical action comedy. Mm -hmm. I I think he lends himself to that a lot better. Yeah. And true memories with an international action is actually not
1: bad. You, are you saying that he should be trained by Sammo Hung? Yes. And they should do a kung fu movie with Sammo Hung. Yes. Because I want to see that now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's nowhere near that good, but yeah. He could be. He can look. Hey, if Keanu can look like he knows years of martial arts. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get this project. You heard that here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> here first, folks. I'm pitching Sammo Hung working with Kevin James. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my recs. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at your list. And I was waiting for one of the ones that's on the computer, yeah, and you my... threw me for a loop <laughs> with the Kevin James movie one. Whoa! Yeah, I guess I didn't see that. Oh yeah. shit, that's funny. Yeah, um, it's a good movie. That's crazy. Jeff Wadlow is the director. I don't know who that is. The only reason I know that he directed K- Kick Ass Two. Oh, interesting. Which I haven't seen. Uh, I have seen.
0: Hmm. Is
1: that all right? It's fine.
0: It's I don't hate it as much as a lot of people do, but mm. I also I think it's one of those things where I realize like people like kick-ass more than I do mm-hmm. and people hate kick-ass too more than I do I'm just <laughs> kind of more towards the middle you're in the middle months.
1: world yeah would you say that the action was good that that makes sense why the action was good and, uh, yeah the action
0: in kick-ass too was, was pretty good
1: it wasn't yeah that's why you can see the action being good in, yeah in uh, true oh.
0: memoirs of an international session. that's I'll funny now on Netflix watch it oh um, yeah
1: oh um, yeah um, alright I'm gonna check it out yeah.
0: now <laughs> um, that's ah. it yeah Um, so join us next month mm-hmm. we'll be talking about the terminal right uh, another another Tom Hanks banger. Mm-hmm.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Justin Keys on. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Still doing video day uh, at Justin Quiz. Um, guard is uh, quiet. Sorry, We've, it happens. It happens. So we're we're trying to we're trying to get fixed that and especially me. Which I'm not going to promise articles that I haven't written like I did last time. So uh, they'll come when they come. Uh, Benson, what do you got? <laughs> Go to BenviewNetwork.com. Check out all
0: the great shows on there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's DR Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter at Ben on Steve. Uh, you can send us an email at Benview on Spielberg podcast at Gmail. Is that correct? <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, I swear
1: we check it. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: we, we are all the time checking it. It's, yeah. Oh, it's just Benver. On, Benver. It's Benver on Spolder. at uh, jarmel.com. It's Benview on Spielberg at gmail.com. Is what
1: it is.
0: Um I'm checking it right now. That's this this is this is that. this is if you send us an email, we'll check the email live on air. Uh, our two last emails are a new sign-in from
1: Chrome <laughs> Windows and a new login from Twitter. So on I Android. guess like none of you guys really want to talk to us about it. That's fine. That's cool.
0: <laughs> Shout sh- sh- out to Mark Bolton, previous guest on the show. He's, <laughs> he, he writes us a lot, um, which you can do too. It's always an option to you. BenMuelSpielberg at gmail.com. Uh, and you can review us on iTunes. That would be very helpful. That would be great. Please. Thank you. Uh, join us next month for the Terminal. I've not seen it. We'll see where it goes. <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about poo.
0: And you, if you if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benviewnetwork.com. And yeah, yeah, thanks a lot.